Welcome, boys and girls, faithful listeners, to Dixon Jane's podcast number 836. Oh my god. It is uh, Friday afternoon. I'm sitting outside Canadian Appliance Store. I googled to make sure it was a Canadian company, and yes it is, fastest growing, doing amazing, and I liked it because if you're a regular listener, you'll know that... uh, our stove died, or the oven did anyway, and they said to replace the motherboard would be $500. Just go buy a new stove for about 1000 or so. So that's what I'm doing, and uh, came to this place, saw that, yeah, it's Canadian. And um, met a nice young salesman and said, hey, tell you what, I'll come back, I'll give you the sales. The guy's very young, in his 20s, and uh, I mean, I talked about it last episode, if you're interested. Um, anyway, um, I emailed my in today and said, just, you know, set up the price for me. Uh, let me know what you can do. And he said, oh, sorry, we can't do that by email. Uh, I, you know, give me your phone number. And I said, no, I don't do business over the phone, but I'll come in. So I came in. He had the price. He said, here we are. And he knocked $46 off, which is, you know, it's a token, but, you know, okay, yeah, it's fine. If that's the best you can do. Maybe it was 43 Um Supposedly already discounted, but same price everywhere you go. You know, 1094 $95. $20 to pick up your old stove. And I was under the assumption it was free delivery. And he said, no, I have to charge you. And I think it was, I don't even remember now because it was more than $60. And I said, no, 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 I understood it was free delivery. No, I'm sorry, uh, we can't. Only on some models they do, this we cannot. I cannot give that to you. So I I thought, the guy's bluffing. Surely, I've come all the way back. I'm here with a credit card. I want to buy the stove. Surely the company's making enough. And he didn't budge. He said, no, we can't do that. Sorry. And that was it. And I was waiting for him to say, well, let me go talk to my boss, you know. No. Nothing. It's just, you can't give free delivery. He said, I can't do it. I said, but I, I came here instead of Home Depot because you're a Canadian company. I'd rather my money went to a Canadian business. Home Depot's an American chain. I've never forgiven them. There was a certain kind of wood you could buy. And then their head office in the States said, no, it comes from Cuba. We're not selling that product line anymore. And so Canadians in a local Canadian store, franchise, could not buy a product because it came from Cuba. And I was outraged. Well, 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 okay, this is what it means. And that may seem insignificant, but it's not. (laughs) This is affecting our consumer choices when you're buying from American companies. But anyway, so... Now, I'm in a horrible position. I'm sitting outside the shop. I'm still in a state of disbelief. Surely you could waive that delivery charge. Now, when I went to um, Home Depot yesterday, the guy said, oh, if you're interested, I think we can waive waive that charge. Now, I didn't have it in writing. Now I've got to go back to Home Depot 
and uh, say, hey, talking to you yesterday, and you said you can give me free delivery on this. This is the one I want. And uh, start all over again. But it, it, it's, it bothers me. Anyway, stay tuned. So that's just part one of buying the new stove. Uh, and today has not been a good day. For whatever reason, my wife does not seem to be very happy with me. It's her work at home day. Maybe she's just stressed. But whatever it is, uh, I'm not uh, a very popular guy right now. I mean, I could come up with a hundred reasons, I'm sure, in from her case file. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, I'm hey, it's just me. And uh, maybe that's the problem. All right, I'll um, stay tuned. Eh? All right, bye for now. And we're back. This is uh, probably an hour later. It's a slow drive along Eglinton with all the work they're doing for the... Uh, Crosstown above-ground train system. It's quite amazing to see. Like, it's huge. I mean, stations along. It's going to be absolutely wonderful when this thing is running. But um, I was thinking it came all the way up to my house. It looks like it'll get as far as Kennedy Station. That is in the east. That is part of Scarborough. And uh, that will be a main transfer point for subways and everything else. But uh, I don't know if the plans are to keep it going further. I think it will go further east. But uh, anyway, you don't need to know that. Um, but that's why the driving is slow. So here I am, parked outside Home Depot. Went in. The man I talked to yesterday was busy. He sent me to an associate. He said, don't worry, you know, he'll fix you up. So here's the deal. The other guy where I left from a Canadian appliance source said I could knock $43 off, but that's the best I can do, but you still have to pay the $60 uh, shipping, delivery. And I said, no, that's crazy, you know, and uh, left. So I go to this place, and he says, oh, you have to pay the shipping, delivery. It's $60. So same thing. He said, but what I'll do is I'll knock $100 off the price. So instead of 10.95, he's knocking off actually it looks like $110 off. And then adds on the delivery, $60. So it's a better deal. I mean, I'm, you know what, saving $60 by coming to Home Depot. Uh and that's what I'm going to have to do. Um and then you get your damn... No provincial sales tax. It's the HST, which hurts. That's you know, $138 there. So it comes to 1204 So I can live with that. I said I'm going to talk to my wife. The catch is no delivery until April 6th. So I have to see um, how much longer. Now, Oko can be without a um, fridge. Gee, it says Electrolux Canada Corporation. It says Frigidaire, but I guess... And they're all owned... That's right. They're really owned by um, Electrolux, a Scandinavian company. Uh, Anyway, I'll have to add $20 to this for the... uh, Oh, no, the Holloway. It's already factored in there. Okay, so um, there's your update. So, you know, here's me saying I'm going to give my business to a Canadian company, but for a savings of $60, which... You know, it means something in our household. 
I'm going to have to go with Home Depot right here in Scarborough, just around the corner from me. So uh, if you want to uh, send me hate mail, go ahead. Any mail, actually, be welcome. But uh, that's where we are. He's got one of he's got my address as Falma Brook. Falma. Have to straighten that out because uh, you could imagine somebody's got a stove and uh, they can't find Falma Brook. Falma. I guess like Palm. Falm Brook. All right, Scarborough dude, signing off. Not very interesting, but uh, you know, hey. That's the way life is. Now to go back with the news to my wife. That's the excuse I used so I didn't have to commit. Oh, Jesus, they got my old phone number. Of course, they've got me. I guess I had a credit card here. So they got my address wrong, and they got my phone number that I haven't had for a few years. Yeah. All right. Bye for now. Uh, Yeah, just a quick correction. Did the math for both cases, and it is a $75 difference. So, uh, Home Depot, you've got my business. Bye for now. Attention, please. I'm about to speak. Yeah, so two topics I want to just touch on today, Saturday. First day of spring, I believe. I'm here at Bluffers Park. It's packed. I'm going to uh, take a little walk in a little while. I may or may not have a toque. Part of me is thinking, if you're going to do it, today is the day. Uh, And another part, uh, I don't want to get my head fucked up. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Stay tuned. Because you'll know for sure. Um... In the shower, you know, you have those thoughts, these stories run through your mind, and they're often crazy, but sometimes you get really clear insights and solutions, and it's quite wonderful. And other times you just have conversations, arguments, scenarios you've created out of the blue. So for some reason, today's vision was I'm at a campground, I'm trying to get into the handicap shower they're always they're bigger they're cleaner they have bars um they're usually private like separate just the one open the door and the whole thing is yours and oh i was gonna say i'm entitled to use that i am in the fact that i've gotten into the park in the first place with my handicap sticker but the truth is i need to hold on to something uh, in my own home, it's just like a soap dish. It's very tricky, but I there's always the danger of falling. I mean, there is anyway when you're old, but in my case, because of the um, lack of balance, it's just treacherous. So anyway, I'm standing there, and I see other cars parked up, and I'm seeing non-handicapped people using them. Now, this came out of nowhere. This is just, bam, this pops into my mind. And then somebody else, they're letting their children go in there. And meanwhile, I'm waiting. And it's like creating a scenario where there's going to be conflict. And how do you deal with the conflict? What do you say? And I'm sort of rehearsing my lines. What am I going to tell the guy? How am I going to handle this? Am I going to be very aggressive? Or am I going to let it go and just give him a dirty look? What what am I going to do? But the other question is like, why the hell... 
am I even going through this? There's nothing in particular I can think of that, that spurned it on. But it's this anger in there, this frustration. And that leads me to the second topic, uh, expressing anger, displeasure, uh, dealing with conflict. And I've already said, I'm, I'm just not very good at that. It was I can attribute that to the way I was raised, my family upbringing, and it's like we had our front step done, front porch, new concrete put on. I mean, oh, I was thrilled about the job. Great. You guys are wonderful. Nelko looks at it and she sees, well, look, it appears to be pitted in places and that's maybe from the rain that's still leaking out of our eaves troughs that are going to have to be redone because last year they didn't do a real a real job and I'll have to call them back. But I don't want to deal with the conflict. I don't want to. I want to be happy that, gee, these guys did a really nice job. I've paid them for it, you know, full vol- full value. I have a right to complain, but I just don't like to. To me, it's, it, it's good enough. It's, it's not a problem. It's not like it's broken. The step is cracked or something, but she sees it differently. And... I'm saying, like it started off by me saying, I want I want to call these guys and have them come and do our walkway and a patio in the back and book them early because these guys are really good and they're going to be really busy. Well, now it goes to you as well. Hang on. First, you know, want to call them to account on the front steps. It's what sort of guarantee do you have? Is they, are they going to touch this up or what's the issue? But, and before we do that, we got to get those east trots fixed. And right away, I'm... I'm on the defensive, as I always am. Now, she is right. She's the boss of the family. Uh, Rightly so, because I'm just incompetent, lazy, and don't like to deal with things head on. Um, She's maybe not necessarily always popular because of this style. Um, But it's the right one to take. And in the course of our marriage... It's right that I married somebody strong. But right away, I'm just I'm getting a defensive. No, I just I just want to, all I want to do is call them and say, this is what I want. Here's the money. Just do it and everybody's happy. That That's what I want. It's a childish, childlike world I want to live in. When everybody does, does what they're supposed to do. And you don't have to confront anybody. You don't have to deal with conflict. And it's and it's an avoidance thing. It's it's crazy. And it is one of my big weaknesses. That and yet the other part of it is I don't want to be any other way. I don't want to change. I don't want to be that person who's looking to confront somebody. It's like yesterday when I bought the stove, which you heard about. I wanted a nice exchange with Young Carve. At Canadian, what was it, appliance source. I wanted just to be happy. I wanted to think I'd done a nice thing and got him a commission, if there was such a thing. And he got me a nice price and everybody's happy. That's what I wanted. And it didn't work out. And and so, I I mean, I you know, it's not like I was wimpy. I did walk out. I said, I can't believe it. It's ridiculous. 
you know, and have wasted your time, have wasted my time that you're not coming down to the price I want, whatever. But so, I, I mean, it's not that I avoided the issue. And I went and I got a better deal at, um, at Home Depot, as I told you. So it's it's not that I'm completely avoiding these things. And I will, you know, negotiate here on prices and, and do those things. But, like, on the other hand, when we had these guys from the leaf gutter experts that they advertise on TV and they'll give you a free inspection, I'm thinking, we're having trouble with our, our gutters anyway. Here's a way to get this leaf gutter plate put in and to get the eaves shots fixed at the same time. Well, the price was absolutely astronomical, ridiculous for space-age material. It was just a complete con from this large American corporation. And both my wife and son said, this is ridiculous, you know, hey. But I almost fell for it. I mean, I called the guy to come and do the inspection and was, you know, probably even tempted to think, well, it's a lot, but, you know, it's... Life guarantee even goes to the next owner of the house, you know, and I'm I'm sort of almost almost willing to give in and they both hey, this is crazy. So my son is much more like Naoko, my younger son, Daniel. My older son Kenji is much more like me. Doesn't like conflict. And it's just it's one of those things, but it it's a big part of life, and so I go out of my way to avoid it. And um Nelco will, you know, deal with things head on. So when we have a discussion, like today, I said, you know, we should call those guys to, uh, you know, book and arrange an appointment for this. And she points out all the other things that need to be done in the house. Uh, and, you know, she wants to be in control, but not have them just come over and do what they want to do, but that we are the ones dictating the terms. And, of course, she's just so perfectly, absolutely right. But it's a little hard for me to swallow that and accept, okay, okay, okay. So I tried. I mean, I learned a little bit. I, I held back from arguing the point. But I, I, it created conflict in me just dealing with the decision to to do these things. And, and it's just... It's a part of me that, that'll probably never grow up. It's like, you know, give peace a chance, you know. I, I want a nice world where there are no wars and people are kind to animals. And that isn't the world we live in, and, and it will never be for a very long time, if if ever, you know, if ever we learn to outgrow our base human nature. All right, moving on by Tim Horton's Coffee. I got a regular size, which in any other language would be large. And uh, what was nice was he brewed it there. As I walked in, he was finishing one pot. He said, if you don't mind, I'm just making a new pot. So we chatted for five minutes. Again, somebody from East Asia who was just pleasant to chat with. Sometimes hard to understand all the words, but a very nice, friendly conversation, man-to-man, person-to-person, the way I like things. And... um, Coffee tastes okay. It tastes now. It's reminiscent of Tim Hortons. My, you know, black with just one cream, which is no longer black. Um, this is probably one of the better ones I've had, and maybe it is that fact that it's just poured. I was the first cup in that pot, so uh, yeah, maybe that's the jackpot. 
That was the one that was not the drive-in. That was the walk-in on Brimley and Eglinton. For those of you keeping score at home... Anyway, those are the two topics I want to talk about. That that my inability to deal with conflict or hold up my own end and avoiding it and tracking it back to family and was my father like this? Is that where it came from? Was that just these are the rules of the home, no fighting? I know I was always very upset when my brother and sister would fight or my brother with my mother or any other conflict. I didn't like it. And uh, try to get along with people at school and avoid conflict there. Yeah, that's me, Scarborough Dude. Signing off. Talk to you later. I'm going to go take my walk as soon as I finish this coffee. So stay tuned. There may be more. But after a while, I caught on. I mean, I saw what they were hiring. I also swiped my dance card once after an audition, and on a scale of 10, they gave me, for dance, 10, for looks, 3. Well, dance, 10, looks, 3, and I'm still on unemployment, dance for my own enjoyment, that ain't it, kid, that ain't it, kid, dance, 10, looks, 3, it's like to die, left the theater and called the doctor for my appointment to buy tits and
sorry, a little bit of uh, background noise from uh, where I'm sitting, Bluffers Park. Didn't go beachside this time, went the uh, boat launch side. And I'm perched up on a bench on a hill. I saw it from a distance and thought, aha, that's where I want to sit, up on the hill. I don't need to be by the water and the rocks where all the people are walking on this short little promenade. Park being closed off in large section because of the uh, rehabilitation. I know that's not the word. It just sounded fun coming out. Uh, Listen, I did have that toke. I'm going to confess right now. And I will try to control myself so that I'm not talking silly. But um, I did want to say I'm glad I did. It was the time to do it, the day to do it, because of just the shift of headspace. Just that little shift. A change in the wind almost, you know. Ooh, I'm seeing things in kind of a different light. You know, there's, there's always a little, little, with me anyway, level of anxiety. I think it's this particular one. This is the last J of an older batch. Uh, that was very strong. I had like three little puffs, just three little puffs, and then put it out. And that gets me quite high. So, yeah, I had some thoughts and thought, oh, I'd like to share that with my friends. Uh, And then, of course, the other voice rises up. Oh, why do you have to do that? Isn't it enough just to sit there and uh, take in the view and the sounds, the light, the colors, the people's faces? And... uh, yeah, I kind of like doing both. I kind of like doing both. Sharing with you and uh, taking it in myself, which is the kind of thing you might be able to do when you are a little bit high. Uh, maybe even better when you're not. Who knows? Yeah, gotta be a weatherman. Oh, yeah, you can see it. You could see it even if I didn't tell you that. You'd know because I can't keep a... Uh, um, I, I use the word coherent thought far too often, but I, I can't sort of... Um, Say something that makes sense? No, that's pushing it. I say lots of things that make sense. Um, don't know where to focus. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Holding back on what I wanted to say, and, and it was yes, because I had some thoughts, and they were fun thoughts. And uh, But I realized, no, you don't have to share that thought. So <laughs> that's what this is all about. I'm not going to share with you what I was thinking. I'm going to treasure it a little more to myself. I did write it down. It's not going to go away. And it'll probably be broadcast to the world. But uh... anyway, yeah, we're just trying to have a little fun. That's all. We're trying to make the best of a day. And with me, there's just, this just gives me a, a, a bit of a, like I say, a shift in perspective but also sometimes kind of a, a wobbly edge. A wobbly edge. Gosh, that's a good name for a title, isn't it? A wobbly edge. We'll remember, will we remember that one. Uh, but the wobbly edge is also, oh, um, what if I died right now, this moment, you know? Heart attack, something just, uh, you know, I mean, there's no reason for that other than, am I ready Am I ready? And uh, no, I'm not ready yet. There's still more that I really should take care of. So uh, don't take me yet, please. I, was, I saw a passage somewhere today. I was reading. 
you know, the passing flash of all kinds of information on a social media. And uh, it was a quote from the Bible about, you know, just in reference that God's, God's already picked your date. That's what it was implied. God's already picked your date. It's already fixed, I guess. It's almost like it is written. And I thought, ooh, really? What kind of God is that? And uh, do, I, do I want to let him, her, it, have that much power? Wait, wait, wait. So, you mean, you, do you know the answer? I'm asking God, not you. How and when I'm going to die? It is written. Um, if you believe in no free will and this predeterminism business we were talking about last week... Uh, you think, well, everything that follows everything else, yes, it is. <laughs> There's no way of avoiding it, you know. If you just follow this moment through to that moment, what does that mean? Well, it just means there will be a time when you will be dead. You will stop living. Okay, okay, and? Uh, and it's kind of fixed in the sense that whatever happens from now on is just going is inevitably determined by whatever is happening now. However, it's not just happening with you, happening on the planet, happening worldwide. You know, maybe this little plague we're dealing with was meant to wake us up, smarten us up, right? You know, to science, not superstition and religion, but wakes up to science. Oh, we are these living things, and holy fuck, this little microbe's a little sucker. Do we have the collective brains to stop this? Do we have the collective brains as a human species here, planet-wide, to stop this uh, virus thing and from killing people and wake up to, ooh, we are in a very fragile state, aren't we? Oh, my God, what are we doing to this planet? And how many are there of us? And that's the scary thing. To me, the most frightening question nobody really asks or talks about is overpopulation. There's too many of us, and we're still growing at an alarming rate. This cannot be good for any of us, and uh, how do you control that? China certainly made a noble effort. Still a billion of them. You say them? I, I did that deliberately, and that was deliberately, folks. Don't come down on me. But just, you know, when we're thinking nation-states, ooh, that's another one. Two Canadians in prison on trial as of yet, you know, a decision. And then I was relieved to see the decision would be made not in the court, but in uh, Beijing. And that implies hope to me about the uh, the two gentlemen that uh, China has locked up. And I'm not convinced uh, at least one of them is not a spy. But hey, let him go. You know, fair play here, bees. We're buying your stuff. Come on. Let's play nice. So there we are on a, on a broader scale. And uh, so what I was getting at, you know, very indirectly was the fact that there are events beyond my control, and yet they're already, they're in motion. Everything is in motion, and everything is leading to this next moment, and everything is leading to five minutes from now, collectively. But uh, where you are sitting, up on a bench, alone, in a park in Scarborough, Ontario, I don't think there's going to be anything earth-shattering happening that's going to send its butterfly wings over your way, or ripples, uh within the next half hour. So don't worry. Sit tight. You're comfortable. You're safe. All right. So it's all adding up, right? You're with me? I think I'll take a break now. Uh, back at you uh, later because, uh, gosh, one thing you can count on. I'm still here. <laughs>
recording this because this is kind of a historic annual occasion, you know. The first sea-doo out on the water. And my first thought, without even looking up and seeing it, oh, fuck, here's an asshole who wants to show off for everybody. That's my feeling about sea-doos. But it's worse than that, because to me they represent the reprehensible part of masculinity, of just like, look at me, this is macho, I'm sure, and I, I want a big audience. And, and all the people in the park today, nobody can avoid looking out at that one sea in this otherwise calm bay with a few geese and ducks and things and lovely trees all around, but everybody's attention is drawn to this one fucking asshole. I, I'm calling him that because I, there's no excuse for it. Uh, this is just, you know... I, I, I hold out hope that uh, maybe Scandinavia or uh, Holland would ban these things. No, no, you can't, we can't have those anywhere nearby. They, they serve no purpose. Canoes, yes, fine. No noise. Gentle, graceful, natural thing. These things that require fuel and make a very loud noise to attract people and sell more uh, should be outlawed. Fuck them. It's just not necessary. I don't say the same about motorcycles or anything else. I'm just not going that far. I'm just talking fucking sea doos um, Ski-doos, I'm a little ambiguous about. Uh, you know, the one image is you heard about uh, uh, hunters who could just um, wear their prey out by just continuing to follow them on this fast sea-doo thing and work circles around them until the animal drops of exhaustion and then you kill it. So I don't have, you know, that that sort of colors my feeling about uh, these things, these skidoos also. Yeah. Oh, and my sister is calling me, so I will take this call. Uh, would you like to listen in? Uh, hello? Hello. Just one second. background. Um, I bought this CD uh, just for this song. (laughs) I love this track. Um, I was in Deja Vu. I went to pick up my Joni Mitchell CD, which I'm so happy about. I mentioned that last podcast. Uh, 17 songs in it. I haven't put it in yet. Uh, Just thrilled about getting that. 
Um, but then I looked at the musicals, and there was only one in my mind that I thought, oh, I wonder if they have Chorus Line. And sure enough, they did for seven ninety nine. And I, you know, I don't need to buy this just for that song. I could find it anywhere. But I bought it. Uh, you know, a little bit of guilt, like a gift for myself. My wife is very careful about the money and makes her own lunch. And, uh, you know, is, is just careful. And this is an indulgence. Did I need to buy a chorus line? No. Did I need to buy the Joni Mitchell? Yes. That was $10. This was 8 But, um... Sometimes you just, oh, come on. Just do it. Uh, partly, it's a song I used to listen to, or a CD, an album. I used to listen to with, in Vancouver with Peter. Peter was our accountant. You've heard him mentioned before. No nicknames for Peter. Uh, he's come up... Actually, his the letter I wrote, the very first letter in the uh, in the book, was to Peter. Um, a very good friend, very eccentric for an accountant. Wow, he was right out there. <laughs> But one of the things we would do was go to his place on a Sunday morning and uh, start off with maybe a Caesar and a joint, and he'd put on musicals, and this being one of them, and then we'd head out to eat, you know, already loaded, head off to O'Doul's for their brunch to get into more of the uh, Caesars and wine and, and just, bam, we're set. For a Sunday, it's just going to be a day of indulgence. But that's sort of one of the reasons. I thought, oh, hell, a friend who's passed away now, if you can't, uh, if you can't buy a CD to celebrate old times, old friends, why not? Better turn that down. I got the windows open and I'm at uh, Bluffers Park. No, I'm not at Bluffers Park. I'm at Thompson Park. And, uh, you know, I, I don't like it when other people blast their music. So fade that out a little bit. Great. Uh, just a thrill to buy that. Um, I'll just park the guilt for now. Uh, and if I use a song on the Dixon Jane's podcast, then I don't feel so bad about the purchase. It was an investment in my podcast. That's uh, that's how I rationalize these things. Because, I, I mean, I'm buying music now, far more music, since I started podcasting. It wasn't part of my life for, you know, many years. And then... Um, you know, it became, that was the reason I was doing a podcast that was going to be about music in my basement, you know, songs I want to share with my friends. And then it became me talking <laughs> with a song here and there. And that's where we're at. Anyway, it's a, it's turned into a beautiful day. Um, I had a very wonderful experience today, a serendipitous experience, a connection with a young lady, 25 years old, who's an artist, a creative, uh, 
quite a special person. And this is through, I think I might have mentioned, uh, a project the church is behind, I guess. They, they've partnered up somehow. I don't know how all this came about. I'm not supposed to know. Partnered up with a group of creative people in Scarborough. And uh, I was one of, I think, eight people selected to be interviewed. And uh, so we arranged, and she came over and sat in her deck, and we just hit it off right away. Uh, she walked away with a copy of my book that I, I in, in signed for her. I, she wanted it. I wanted to give it to her. It was quite a, um, a very a wonderful exchange. And it, it was just, you know, that gap between age 25 and age 72. But I can still, because of this book, I can still relate to what it was like when I was 20, 25, uh, what I was going through. And we, we went, talked along those lines. And uh, it was just, um, it was meant to be. Uh, we both agreed that. And, and that's kind of a nice thing. I don't know where this is going to fit in this podcast. I've recorded, I recorded bits and pieces and uh, I'm probably going to trash some. I had another experience of serendipity. That was when my sister called and I was going to recall, record the whole call and realized, no, that's not, that's not right. That's not fair. Um, and so that got chopped off, but I don't think I expressed, ugh. And I, I don't think I want to now. I think this is another one of those cases where I, I'm podcasting, I'm talking to you, but I'm kind of putting on the brakes a little. Like, okay, really, what do you want to say? What do you want to share? What do you want to give them? Maybe now is not the time. Maybe we'll just sort of uh, park this and come back a little later. And I think that's it. I, I think I'm I'm listening to Sam Harris while while I took my walk through the park, talking about LSD and, and uh, shrooms and microdosing and with a very, very interesting um, professor who, this is his specialty, doing psychedelic studies, somebody called James Fadiman, Fadiman about the psychedelic experience. They discuss who should or shouldn't take psychedelics, set and setting the role of a guy, the effects of microdosing, the difference between MDMA and true psychedelics, good and bad trips, the power of thought, the fiction of a unified self, changing states of self, compassion, and other topics. Uh, what I found so interesting was it started off, uh, James is talking about uh, hanging out with uh, who we know now as Ram Das, but back then was uh, Alpert, Richard Alpert, who was the partner with uh, Timothy Leary at Harvard when they first began their uh, psychedelic studies, and um, he met him in Paris. This fellow, uh, Fadiman, was off in Paris writing a novel, and uh, Richard Alpert found him at a cafe and gave him some psychedelics, and uh, that changed the course of his history and maybe a few others along the way. Uh, fascinating stuff, uh, just rich, deep, real. Again, I, I have to say this, it, it's, it's just something that bubbles up. You know how we were taught to hate the Soviet Union and locking people up and putting them in psychiatric institutes when, you know, when they were dissidents and, and the horrible control of the state over the minds of others. Well, the United States government decided we will not allow the study of psychedelics. I mention this all the time. We will make LSD illegal and we will shut down all medical 
university, uh, you know, private institutions, anywhere where they're doing research with these kind of drugs that allow people to open their minds to a, to a new level, a new set of perceptions altogether. We will stop that by making it illegal and shut down all research. And they did for decades. And that just strikes me as the most criminal, horrible act that came, I guess, under people like the Nixon administration when you have people, meanwhile, they're conducting a war in Vietnam, uh, a horrific war, and that they can do this. And you think, wait a minute, I thought Americans were the good guys. Aren't, aren't these, aren't we aligned? Aren't, aren't these the people who we're close to? And of course, I have American listeners and I apologize. Hey, I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about that fucking government that just did these fucking awful things and only now people are coming back to. Okay, gee, we found we can really help alcoholics. We can help people with PTSD. We can help people. But meanwhile, we've lost 20 years of research data. Anyway, okay, all right, all right. We got that out of the way. And I know I'm like a tape. I just repeat that every time. But it just strikes me as the fact that we're not even supposed to talk about that. or The average person doesn't fucking know that because it's, oh, well, I don't know what you're talking about. Why is that important? Well, it is. Okay, <laughs> calm down. Um, this conversation today was absolutely wonderful. Listening to this is absolutely wonderful. And uh, I think we'll just leave it there. And uh, I think I will go back to uh, listening to more of Chorus Line.
this is this is this is actually although it sounds radical it's actually the way psychology began with a full understanding of selves and that's where this this word of association disassociation mm. you think of a a bundle of tele of, of, of cords or of, of wires say in a, in a telephone if one still has a telephone with a line in it they're bundled together and they work effectively as a single instrument but each one of the wires has a different function and that's that's the model and that when you then look at what happens in a high dose psychedelic is the ability of each self to to become more flexible is enhanced and so when people use psychedelics therapeutically they are learning to reorganize their self structure so that it's easier for the right self to appear at the right time uh, we have this wonderful term i lost my temper mm. so the reason it's wonderful is it's totally wrong it's i found my temper that's what it means but i didn't want to find it because it behaves very badly and i i don't behave that way so i call it my temper but when you're angry you feel entirely yourself and what you are is you are you're, you're that part of you you're that part of you that was wounded that's your part of it that is sad anger almost always covers fear and so when you're working with someone who's angry first thing is find out what are they usually afraid of and the most likely fear is i'm not loved and then when you go back into childhood you find what we all did to create other selves that were more lovable than the one our parents disapproved of or we strengthened the ones our parents disapproved of and 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 our life looked that way so that's it's it's a it's a it's a book about selves understanding mm. leading to self acceptance and then the wonderful next piece is you look at the person you live with why does she do that i have told her a hundred times that it's a da, 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 da. and the answer is that a part of her does that and most of her doesn't so that you begin to have more compassion for yourself and other people and it also allows people back in your life most families have someone say an uncle albert who people said you know i really liked uncle albert but 15 years ago he cheated my dad in a real estate deal and we've never spoken to him since the the way of understanding that is the part of uncle al that cheated the father we don't know why we don't know the situation but we know that most of uncle al is the same uncle al that we all loved hmm. and when you begin to think that way you are you're not more forgiving you're more aware and more compassionate now this is obviously different from the the buddhist concept which is that there is no self and there are no selves this is a little more observational less theoretical mm. and that's that okay that, that's enough of a long answer for a very straightforward question is what is in that book no no it's, it's great it's i oh, i want to traverse that ground again i think because i to clarify what is being claimed here or could be claimed and, and I, I do think there's you, you could certainly be reconciled with buddhism or or the the contemplative deliverances of buddhism. there we go all right um yeah this is uh, getting towards the end of the podcast and uh i don't know how much time i have left if i'm going to keep it to that hour but uh, i shouldn't worry too much about that it's surprising how often i'm right on the nose you know i, I usually do a pick oh okay we've got eight minutes left and then I do that or whatever. But uh, right now I'm at uh, Scarborough Golf Club. It's a members only, but I just drive in. There was nobody at the gate. There was no gate today. 
I've got my uh, Tim Hortons coffee. I forgot to ask for cream, and I boy, I do find I can't drink this stuff black anymore. And this particular, this drive-in on uh, Lawrence and Markham, it always tastes a little bit burnt. Like maybe it's just too hot. Uh, let me just try again. I mean, it's good enough, certainly, uh, but a shot of cream would change the taste uh, completely. But I'm going to go ahead and have it black. Yeah, you will hear or you just heard a little more of Sam Harris from that podcast I was talking about with the person doing research in psychedelics. Uh, Just so interesting uh, that, you know where they're going. Uh, The book that fellow wrote um, was The Psychedelic Explorer's Guide uh, and also Your Symphony of Selves, Discover and Understand More of Who We Are. That with Jordan Gruber. That's the other person. And you can check him out as uh, James Fadiman, F-A-D-I-M-A-N, on his website. He also talks about microdosing. Anyway, fascinating stuff. And, And it just... It gives me so much more hope than the TV news ever will. Like, we're still going on about the Colorado shooting and why this guy do it and and all the shit that's going on. And then you you said, okay, well, park it. Wait a minute. That's just one direction, one source, one channel of information. But how about the scientists out there? How about the, the people doing research on strange birds on some island in Australia. Wow. I'm glad people are devoting their lives to doing that. And, you know, building up this database of, of scientific information, you know, and just learning more about the planet we live on. People who study something, just a, a narrow focus. Wonderful. Uh, people doing, you know, cures for COVID and, and studying diseases. This degree of specialization we have. I, that was a conversation I had with this lovely young lady, uh, this creative person I've just recently met. And it was about, you know, I'm glad there are people who have a job working in a factory or, you know, here looking after this golf course or whatever it is people do to get by in life. And, and hopefully they're comfortable with that and the weekend comes and they're happy and they have a few beer, whatever, they get laid but they carry on, and we, we live together in, in some degree of cooperation. Easier in a society when there's no war going on, and, and uh, we can use this as a model, like living here in Canada. Let's cooperate. Let's You do your job, I'll do mine. We'll all do something to help make this a more comfortable, safer, better world. Uh, just today, lining up for... Uh, Blood tests, you know, so that my doctor can tell me if these levels have gone up. Is my diabetes still under control? Do I need to change the medication? Well, to do that, somebody has to stick a needle in your arm and take some blood. And then they send that to somebody else. That gets transported by somebody to a lab where somebody else looks at it under a microscope and does whatever tests are necessary. Somebody else puts that up on a, on a database, on a, on a computer somewhere where I can observe my results, look at my results from home. My doctor will get a copy um, and his nurse will file it or somebody else. And then next time I see him, he'll go over them. 
all that's involved in just that simple thing. And it was started with, I didn't have an appointment because she said, I'm sorry, there are no walk-ins today. We're finished. And I said, but, 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 I've been trying for three days, exaggeration, it's two days, to get online to book an appointment and something is screwed up with life labs. <laughs> Honestly, I answered the, the security questions right and it said wrong, wrong, locked me out three times, four times. Anyway, this woman was understanding, well, it'll be a long wait, but just have a seat there. And uh, I did, I got my blood tests and here we are now with our coffee and I have the luxury of being able to just hold a handheld recorder and talk to you about whatever I want and put this together through the software and somebody else is running a site where this gets uploaded and somebody else has designed whatever program it is that you're using to download this and listen and oh my god aren't we wonderful but I mean that uh, I this this business of cooperation and, and teamwork and, and so on. Something I realized was just so important in Japan and the Japanese do it so well. Hey, and only they can use a term like we Japanese. We don't say we Canadians because, hey, it's a multicultural nation. There are people who do like to play their little music loud. There are people who uh, will litter and don't care. And there are people who will... Uh, sell other humans and there's all kinds of people and that isn't to say that these are non-Canadians or new Canadians or from another nationality necessarily it's just there's no sense of uniformity here fortunately in many ways <laughs> you know you start going down these roads and suddenly you just feel uh oh uh oh hey hey back off buddy somebody's going to misinterpret that and you're going to be cancelled um, I should have been, I'm going to say this, I'm, I'm going to say this, like what was the most powerful experience when I was in Life Labs waiting in line? And and this is shameful. No, I won't tell you. No, 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 because somebody will, you know, say, oh, come on, dude. Really? So, no, we're not going to go there. Fuck you. <laughs> Which is just to say, humans are composed of many facets, many parts of ourselves, and, and there's always one level that just functions on biological urges and uh, so on. No, I didn't touch anybody. Jesus. Yes, I kept my pants up. You know. <laughs> Suddenly this scenario, somebody goes in for a blood test and they deliberately, because they're not just naughty, but perverted maybe, uh, drop their pants, you know, when the person comes in with a needle to take their blood and say, oh, hi, hey, what are you doing? It's in your arm, buddy. And you say, oh, I'm sorry. So, no, that didn't happen either. Okay, nothing like that happened. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, shall we end on a cheery note? I don't know. What's there to be cheery about? Well, all the things I just mentioned. Um, yeah, I, you know, this, the discoveries in, in that people are doing now with psychedelics, the research that's going on, on levels that, you know, we're held back 10, 20 years, but we're, we're making progress. And, and it's something that, uh, I don't know that I'm ready to take part in any of these things. Uh, microdosing. Yeah. Yeah. That might be good. 
but um, I don't think we're set up. I don't think there's a group I can join right now that I am aware of. There probably are, but uh, none that I'm aware of nearby that I could say. Would you sign me up? I'd, I'd like to have some of that, please, that good clinical stuff that we know what is, and you've got it measured out, and you know the doses. All right. That's it. I had recorded uh, the... Oh, never mind, never mind, never mind. Scarborough Dude signing off from uh, Scarborough Golf Club Road on a beautiful Thursday. It's the night I have to give Yuki another B12 injection, but last one went well, so this one will too. Uh, and I have a lot to be grateful for. And, uh, yeah, things are doing doing okay. Bye for now. <laughs>